Tired of feeling like you're spinning all the plates in your design business and at any moment they could all come crashing down? Are you feeling like you're so close to breaking through to the next level, but those consistent projects still aren't flowing your way? Are you ready to finally take your business from a hobby to 100K and beyond? Then welcome to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. I'm talking all the techniques you need in your design business to start paying yourself, get great clients, and finally break through that five-figure ceiling. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about why I'm doing what I'm doing and a little bit about my background because I get asked this question so much. So I've been a designer for over 30 years, but when I first started out, I first was introduced to design and kind of fell in love with design was when I was back in high school. I took a class and it was a home economics class and the teacher happened to be an interior designer. And she was the most beautiful and fabulous person I think I had ever seen in my entire life. And so we did a section of the class on interior design. And the thing that I fell in love with it was the creativity combined with technical skills. I just thought that that was such an, a unique combination. I had been thinking about going to college for architecture because it was the closest thing that I could think of. And interior design really filled that spot for me. It made me feel like I had a place in, you know, where my skill sets were. I had always really been interested in theater and the arts and creating art and fashion and things like that. But I never thought of myself as a fine artist. So interior design really married these two parts of me that I thought was a really interesting combination. So, of course, I fell in love with it, went to school for it. Uh, my mother was not super happy about that. I'm sure she had the whole starving artist thought in her brain. My sister went on to law school, so we were in completely two different ends of the spectrum. So I, I was okay with being the black sheep of the family and going into an artful degree, but uh, forged ahead anyway and really started my career in commercial design, which is what I really wanted to do. And did get a chance to start out in that venue and ended up coming to an impasse. And maybe you all have had this happen to you before where I was in a situation at work and I really needed to go. And it was right around the time of 9-11. And I lived in the New York, New Jersey area. I had just had a baby, so it was very fresh. It was a new, new mom. And 9-11 had happened, and it really did affect our area. There was just so many horrible things happening at the time. And I kind of was thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way. Like, this, there's got to be an, a, a better situation for me. It was really, really hard for me um, getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and going to work and coming home at 6 o'clock at night. Like, it was just way too much. So it worked out that I ended up quitting my job. And I don't recommend this to anyone, but I ended up quitting my job in a way that was not planned. So therefore started my business in a way that was not planned. Again, don't recommend that to anyone. But fast forward several years, um, you know, kind of struggled in terms of 
what was, you know, who did I want to work with? I kind of did a little bit of everything. I did residential design. I did commercial design. I did small projects. I wasn't really getting a lot of large projects, but I um, subsequently ended up moving to Florida. So I had to restart my business again here in Florida. And a few years in, I got a really amazing client. It was somebody who was very appreciative of my involvement in the project. I felt well compensated for what I was providing. The client trusted my expertise, and I had a great team around me that I could really rely on when I had questions and, you know, kind of talk through problems. It was like, you know, the scenario that we we all dream of. And I got so hooked on that, you know, you get, uh, what is it? You get spoiled. Is that a thing to get spoiled with doing great work and working with great people? I think we should all be spoiled like that. So I kept thinking to myself, how can I get more of this? How can I multiply this type of work, this type of client? What do I need to do? And um, subsequently, I started thinking about getting more involved in being proactive in my business, sort of understanding how marketing works, understand what it's like to really run a business, to get more educated. And I was at a free event and someone was talking about this program that they were going to be putting on. And the program was $2,500. And this is, I'm going to say this is 15 years ago. $2,500. I had never spent a dime on anything in terms of education for my business, except was what was required for CEUs and things like that. I couldn't get my credit card out fast enough. I ran to the back of the room. I wanted to be one of the first people to get this program. And my husband's looking at me like, what, what is happening? What is going on? What's, what's going on? I was like, this is, this is the answer, right? This is the answer to what I've been searching for. And I took that course and it just opened my eyes so much to how you approach business and how you proactively seek out the type of work that you want to do and the type of people that you want to work with and how you create these boundaries on who you're going to, you know, work with and who is going to be in your sphere. Let's make such a huge difference is if you have really strong boundaries on what you're going to, how you're going to allow people to treat you just makes an incredible amount of difference. So I took this course and from the course, I ended up getting into a mastermind, which was a group that met quarterly and it was business owners from all across the country. There was very few women in the room. I was the only creative. So that was, um, you know, I was sort of an island in there and everyone looked at me a little, a little sideways, I think. But we used to do hot seats and people would go up to the front of the room and they would talk about their issues. And I would always run up to the microphone because brainstorming is like one of my most favorite things to do. And I love that ideation and I love feeding off of other really, really smart people who were in the room. It was just, it was an awesome experience. And people kept coming up to me and saying, this is, a, this is an amazing insight that you have. Um, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that the way you did. And you gave a unique perspective that was really very helpful. And I think part of that is just because I'm a creative. And people started asking me if I was going to get into coaching. And I had always told them that this was 
you know, I, I've always identified as a designer, not as a coach or a teacher or a mentor or anything like that. And they sort of like planted that seed and got the wheels turning. As, and as I continued through my career, um, you know, now I'm 30 years in and I'm thinking, what's next for me, right? What do, what do I want to do now? And I want to help others, right? I want to help other designers so that it's not so freaking hard and so that you don't waste the many years that I wasted sort of trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work. Why am I doing this? Am I doing the right thing? And so I just so much enjoy helping other designers succeed in their own business and, you know, seeing other women empowered by knowing that they are an equal contributor in their home and that they are, you know, they feel confident in what they're providing and what they're doing and, and the skill set and the talent that they bring to their work. So I think that is super empowering. And, you know, just knowing that you're, pull I know what it's like to be pulled in a million different directions as a mom and a business owner. And I know that a lot of you love, love the creative side of running a business, but the business side, uh, it seems kind of dry. It seems boring. It doesn't seem as thrilling as doing the design work, but I assure you, if you can use your creative talents to work on the business side of your interior design business, it will take you far. And so I like to bring that side of it to helping you run a better business. How can we dive into what your talents are, what you're naturally good at? How can we help you bring in some help in your business so that you don't have to do it all? And then, you know, what do you, what can you get rid of? What are you doing that's really not worth doing anymore? So these are the types of things that I want to teach other women and other designers. And I hope to empower you by, you know, these podcasts. And then also, if you ever want to dive in further, of course, you can always reach out to me. That information will be available at, at, um, in the show notes. But I know owning a business is not for the faint of heart. And I hear you and I see you and I'm with you. So if you ever need help with that, please, please, please reach out. Even if you want to just say hi, I'm, I'm always open to that. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. If you're ready to make six figures in your interior design business, then check out my design business bootcamp. Our next session starts soon. So let's get you to six figures stat. <laughs>